This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. The Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of this station, its staff, management, or news department. But one statement that does reflect this person is, I love the zoo! <laughs> My guest again this week is the director of the zoo, Phil Gintner. Welcome to the program, Phil, again. We had to have you come back because um, this absolutely spectacular, amazing Lantern Festival, um, it's been going on for some time now, but it's not a permanent fixture at the zoo, and it's it's going to be going bye-bye in not too distant future, so we want to get the word out that people have better um, get off the dime and get out there and check this thing out. Um, if people have been living under a rock since, what was it, a couple months ago, what is this lantern illumination for conservation thing that you guys have going on up there at our beautiful Ross Park Zoo on the south side of the city of Binghamton? Yeah, we're thrilled to be able to bring this event to the community. Uh, so it's our Illumination for Conservation. It's a fundraiser for the zoo, uh, and it's also a fundraiser to support three of our conservation partners. Uh, so part of the proceeds will be going to benefit the American Wolf Foundation, the Red Panda Network, and SANCOB, which is an organization in South Africa that works with coastal seabirds, a.k.a. Uh, African penguins. Which we love, the African penguins, otherwise known as the jackass penguins. Yes, and <laughs> if, if people haven't been up lately, we have a third chick that hatched this year, so people can come up while the weather's still nice and meet Lola, who is the African penguin colony. <laughs> I, I keep thinking of the, the the song Lola from, what is it, the, the Kinks or was the Knicks or something. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> was a penguin named Lola. <laughs> that Now, that's a big deal because I know for quite some time that the, the colony of penguins at the zoo uh, was unisex and there wasn't any uh, a breeding program is this uh, how how did this develop that there ended up being a, a breeding program of the african penguins up at ross park yeah so we have <clears throat> we had one female uh we had been trying to pair her with some of our males uh and about 4 years ago she finally took on a a, a mate and uh Every year since then, we've been fortunate enough to have uh, them produce a chick. So we're on chick number three. Uh, we now, in addition to mom, we now have two other female penguins. Uh, so within the next couple of years, we're looking forward to having additional uh, breeding pairs. So it's an exciting time for us and an exciting time for uh, our penguin colony. Well, you're going to have to stockpile some really nice, pretty, shiny rocks to be able to, uh, you know, have the dating go more successfully up yeah. there with the penguins. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know about the dating rituals of penguins. It's just, <laughs> I'm not right, Phil. I'm just not right. <laughs> But back to the lanterns. Um, it, it was funny because we've got a, a new guy here, and he he came. I think he came right after we had done our our program before, where we were talking about the lanterns. But still, a lot of people had the misconception that when we're talking about lanterns, that we're talking about those 
paper party things that you hang from trees or whatever. But this is yep. so far from from that. These are our sculptures that are illuminated. Yeah, and so you know, we encourage people, you know, to come. You know, they're they're beautiful during the day. You know, these there's over forty larger than life nature inspired lanterns. Everything from butterflies and ants uh, to polar bears and penguins, uh, tigers and elephants and giraffes. Uh, it's just an incredible, uh, an incredible display. And you know, we tell people all the time. You know, it, until you see it in person, words, words just can't capture uh, the experience you're going to have when you come through the zoo uh, on a on a night uh, and just see these in person all lit up. They are incredible. What are they made out of? They are they're they're a cloth, uh, so they're a wire frame, and they're fully enclosed with a, a fabric, and then the artists. Uh, airbrush the paint on so these wow. are just incredible uh, pieces of art to to take in when this thing was first opening i had some callers into um some of our other programs that were asking me about uh, blinking lights and things like that this isn't this isn't the tacky you know christmas vacation <laughs> i mean there is some blinking and stuff if people are concerned about that but it's not that flashing flashing stuff there it's it's kind of like Correct. an animated type lighting type deal with these yep yeah there there's one section where we have we call them fireworks i don't know what they're actually called but there's one section as people come in where we have uh some objects hanging in the trees that kind of flash uh, that's the only spot where any of the lights are <clears throat> actually blinking. All the rest are, you know, lights that are on uh, solid uh, solid colors. And again, you know, it's just incredible to, to see these ginormous sculptures, you know, butterflies whose wings are flapping and dragonflies that are flapping and a crab that's claws and legs are moving and it's just every time we every time i've gone through i've noticed something new that i missed <laughs> the time before well that's one thing that this person i was talking to he he's been through it and after we convinced him that you know it's not just the, the paper things hanging from your your patio or something he was marveling at the peacock because he was not expecting yeah. that to move. <laughs> and he said he was just yeah. getting ready to take a photo, and all of a sudden the, the, the peacock displayed for him, and he's, it, it just blew his mind. And, and you know what's cool, cool about this now, this time of year, is we're coming off Luma, and people that yep. were so inspired and so excited with the projection film um, artistry downtown, this is a different type of artistry, but once again illuminated and beautiful and and, and inspiring, and this is this is a great time of year to go. The weather is cool. It's the the hours are a little bit different. We'll talk about that in a bit. But this is really a prime time to go up and, te- and check out the uh, the illuminations. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a beautiful time of year to come out. You know, it's the it's not too hot. You know, people can come and stroll through at their leisure and just take it all in and just enjoy a nice night out at the zoo. Uh, and now uh, it's getting darker earlier. We've moved our hours back, so. Uh, families with little ones, they can start coming as early as seven o'clock. That's uh, helpful. Again, a great, a great opportunity just to get out and you know it's about a mile walk, um, so you can get your steps in while you're visiting the zoo. 
Uh, and again, just be in awe of these incredible pieces of art. What days are nights actually is are is the the display open? Yep. So we're uh, open Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, gates open at seven o'clock. Uh, we do our last admission at nine, and the uh, we close up shop at ten. And this Sunday, uh, the seventeenth, we're doing uh, healthcare appreciation night. So anyone that works in the healthcare industry, including uh, people that work in the healthcare industry dealing with our animal friends, so vets and vet techs and shelter folks. Oh, uh, anyone that works in healthcare uh, can get admission on Sunday night uh, for fifteen dollars. So we encourage, uh, as our a little thank you to those that have uh, been supporting all of us through all these challenging times. Uh, we want to thank them and give them an opportunity to come out and enjoy a night uh, at a discounted price. So they can just come to the gate Sunday night, let us know that they are uh, that they work in healthcare, and they can get admission for $15. This has really been something that is innovative uh, for a zoo as old as ours. <laughs> but for <laughs> seriously, this is something that has not been done before, that is really kind of thinking outside the the box and and still incorporating animals and love of animals and the beauty of animals and benefiting animals, but in a whole different way than has ever been conceived before. Is this something that is now a stepping stone for the zoo staff to really be thinking and exploring other fundraising opportunities and things that might not be run-of-the-mill that we've seen before? Yeah, I mean, we are we're – we're at the starting point of a planning process at the zoo to kind of reimagine what our future is going to look like. We'll be celebrating our 150th anniversary in 2025. Wow. And so we are starting to work now on a new strategic plan and a new master plan that will kind of map out the next 150 years for us. And it is going to include some, some new and different things that people don't necessarily associate with the zoo, but we think, um, will help people connect with, with nature and develop an appreciation and empathy uh, for wildlife and wild places and inspire them to be champions for protecting our world. Before we run out of time, I did want to mention, you had said to me before we started our recording this morning on this, was that um, for people, some people, and I have heard this from some of the people that have, have called in on some of the programs, that they're concerned, especially the natives that know what the terrain at Ross Park is like. Mm-hmm. They, they really want to see this, but they were kind of hesitant about checking it out because of the mile walk and the fact of the terrain. Um, How doable is this for some people that might not be as mobile as they used to be when they were 20-something years old? So, you know, we are on the side of a hill, Um, you know, so it it does have some challenges. We're excited that we're actually going to be uh, putting out uh, information about limited trans service. Uh, So starting uh, this coming week, we'll be uh, offering tram rides for folks that might have uh, challenges walking the loop. Um, that will actually, uh, people that are interested in that, will actually be sending the tram through before we open um, to get some people through. Um, but that will be a, a nightly opportunity for folks that might have some mobility issues. So I encourage them, encourage folks to check out our, our uh, website, rossparkzoo.org, uh, or our Facebook page at Ross Park Zoo. 
uh, for more information about the tram service and how people can uh, take advantage of that and get out and enjoy the Lantern Festival. Now, as we mentioned, as we started with our recording this morning, was the fact that this is going to be concluding before too long. How long do people have to be able to take in the lights and the beautiful lanterns? And then some changes as far as the uh, the off-season schedule for Ross Park Zoo. Yeah, so we're excited. So <clears throat> we have about a month left of Lantern Festival. So our final night of Lantern Festival will be Sunday, September 6th. Sunday, October 16th. So people have about a month left to get out there and check out this incredible show. Uh, we will be closing for a week uh, so that folks have time to get all of the uh, lanterns down and out of the zoo. And then we will be reopening on Saturday, October 28th uh, in partnership with Discovery Center for our second annual Halloween weekend event. Um, so it's a great family fun weekend. Um, space is limited, so people are going to need to visit our website or check out Discovery Center if they want to come to Halloween weekend and get their tickets before they're gone. And then you're going to be open on weekends during the winter, going to be open year-round, which is kind of an innovation for our, our zoo, giving our climate, such as it is, it keeps changing. We don't know what winter looks like these days. Yeah. but Yeah, and it's, you know, we tell people all the time, you know, a lot of the animals that we work, you know, we have a snow leopard, you know, that should give you a clue. They like the colder weather. So, you know, a lot of people, uh, when they come during the fall, winter, uh, the animals are much more active because that's their prime season. They they live and thrive for uh, the cooler temperatures. So it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to get out uh, and see the animals in a different light. Um, you know, to, to see the red pandas rolling around in the snow playing or, the, you know, our snow leopard out, uh, you know, jumping around in the snow. It's just a completely different experience, and we're excited to be able to provide that to the community for them to be able to come and, and see this different side of our animals. And once again, all the information about Ross Park Zoo, hours and attractions and things that are going on, you can find it on the website very easily. Yes, indeed. Thank you for being my guest today. Thank you. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Friday, September.